Well, there was definitely a unique moment in Long Island that you described to me that is still fixed in my memory. And it was only recently that you told me the story. Which one's that? I visited you on the set of perhaps one of the largest productions to ever happen on Long Island, Noah, in uh, yeah. Planners Ar Arboretum, where you uh, produced more water in one location than, uh, than I think has ever been showered on any piece of land there. And, uh, and, and there was a, a shoot at night where all of uh, Darren's uh, uh, buddies were, were in the, the video village screening in the tent and you were behind all of them talking and chatting about takes and a hand grips your shoulder. It's of course the actor Ray Winstone. It, you, you have to tell this story. Well, it, I mean, it, yeah, I, I didn't realize it, it was that funny to you, but um, yeah, it was it was a fun moment. Uh, it was late at night, you know. The, all those scenes were night shoots, and uh, you know what? You know that, that was a very you know trying trying film. You know, we got shut down by Hurricane Sandy, and and then there was a tree you know blocked our path. So we were probably at the arboretum doing all that outdoor rain stuff overnight. Um, mid October, late October, when we were supposed to be doing it in September, where obviously the weather was a lot more forgiving. So we're showering all this rain on on hundreds, maybe thousands of people, um, and it's it's freezing cold in the mid, you know, three, four in the morning, you know, in in mid to late October, and uh, you know, everyone's tired. We were all on the video village, and it was Darren and Ari, you know, two Harvard guys, and. Uh, Another guy that worked with us from Yale and another one from Brown. And I think uh, Trek was there. It was another Harvard guy. And, you know, it was all, you know, pretty well, smart. I, well, I, I mean, I'm no dummy, but, you know, it was all, uh, you know, Ivy League smart, you know. And, and um, Ray Winstone came up from behind me and with it in his, you know, Ray Winstone, cool Cockney or British accent. Said to me, How the fuck did they let you into this club? <laughs> <laughs> And it was funny, and it, you know, I think everybody overheard it, and people overheard it, and everybody was laughing. So it was, it was a nice, uh, it was a comical moment that, that broke up uh, a tense evening. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I could. Those were long days and long nights, yeah. and an incredible film uh, to make because of uh, the shooting in Iceland that was composited in as the background and the visual effects that were done. I mean. Of being, I mean, of course, I was still around for that, and part of that when all the the materials were coming together, and it was such a remarkable achievement. Yeah, thank you. Film, I mean, and and you know, I think what's interesting is dialing back a bit, and and this is a part of the story that I I don't know much about. I don't know how much you're able to talk about it, but I believe that when Darren made Fountain was the first time that there was a collaboration with uh, Arnon Milchen. Arnon was not on Requiem, right? Right. And then Arnon kind of stayed along with Protozoa. How, what was Arnon's relationship with you guys over the years? I'm just curious about you know, that. that he's a big figure in the business, and I noticed him attached to a lot of stuff over time. Well, I mean, look, I, I think he... he he loved the fountain and I think people who have seen the fountain and um, really appreciate it. Um, so, you know, it didn't, um, it didn't, it didn't, you know, uh, perform as well as everybody would have liked at the box office, but Arnon never stopped believing in Darren as a filmmaker. 
Um, and, you know, the, the, the first opportunity um, he had to come back and get back into business with Darren um, on a studio film, he, he jumped right in. And he's, he's you know, from, from what I've met of Arnon and from what I know of Arnon, he's been an incredibly, incredibly supportive partner. Um, he, he never doubted or wavered uh, with us on, on Noah, and he was uh, an incredible ally. And he was, was he also, I mean, obviously was the fountain, but was he, was there any involvement from, from Arnon on either Black Swan or, or The Wrestler, or no? No, 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 those were, those were independent films. So, and those were separate. No, I just was wondering if he had any, if he had any uh, 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 name or hand in it or support during that period of time. No, I mean, those are much lower budget films. You know, Black Swan was uh, a co-financed co production with Fox Searchlight and Cross Creek Pictures with, with Brian Oliver um, when he was uh, at Cross Creek. And um, Tell me about Cross Creek and, and what that was like and how that relationship happened. Because cause I, I, these are guys from the Carolinas. I forget where they're from. Well, no, I mean, they're from, they're from uh, Louisiana, the guys Louisiana. that own it. But, uh, you know, Brian was, was my point of contact and, and, you know, what a small world it is that when we were on our last legs and, and the movie was about to go under because the, the initial financier um, who promised to fund the movie and we were, you know, five weeks into pre-production and, and he ran out of money. And I think his goal was to kind of offsell it, you know, get, get in there and then, and then raise the money and, and he couldn't do it. Um, and you know you guys were about to go into principal you were in prep yeah financing got pulled and you needed someone to come in to 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 to, to, to fill in yeah and so but we went to fox Searchlight, and we had great success with the wrestler who, who had initially passed on black swan and wanted to you know of course wanted to take a look at it when we had finished it and when especially once we got the independent financing we went to them to look we're a couple of weeks out and and they said look they were in for half so uh, Rogue Sutherland, who's who's a you know great friend and agent at CAA, um, put us in touch with the guys at Cross Creek. And coincidentally, you know we needed like you know a lot of money the next day. You know it wasn't time for contracts or wires or I mean uh, contracts or or bonds or anything. Um, we needed money the next day to keep the office open and to keep prep on track. And coincidentally enough, Brian Oliver was at the time uh, the president who was running Cross Creek. Creek, and uh, I knew Brian really well from. Um, the commercial music video days when he uh, he worked at one of the companies that I produced with a lot. So it was a great coincidence. We had a great relationship already. We had a lot of trust in each other. And uh, he was able to, you know, that relationship helped their comfort in, in not just coming in on the movie, but being able to take the risk of sending us over a big chunk of money to keep our doors open um, the next day while we worked out the deal and worked out the contract. And, uh, you know, as, as we all know, it worked out well. Worked out really well. Worked out really well. <laughs> um, are, are you allowed to talk about the other stuff going on with Black Swan today? I mean, look, which stuff are you referring to? <laughs> what you just referred to when we talked the other day. Yeah, no, I mean, look, it's no secret. Um, you know, it, who knows if it'll happen, but we're in the early exploration of doing a, a Broadway production of Black Swan on Broadway. Um, which we're really, really excited about. We've got a great creative team, uh, but it's very early days and it's a very complicated film to, to translate to Broadway. And I mean, look at the, who knows what's gonna happen with Broadway right now and, and, and the arts and, and that kind of stuff. So uh, we're excited about it. We're excited about the prospect of it, but it's, uh, 
it's early days and we've got a lot of hurdles and a big mountain to climb, but uh, we're, we're hopeful. What, what's going on with the, the Jessica Chastain film, The Good Nurse? We are super excited about that. We're going to have an incredible director uh, to be as Lindholm, um, slated to direct. And it's, uh, it's going to be a Netflix film. And uh, we're doing it together with Film Nation. Um, and it's Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne. And, you know, uh, we were supposed to shoot this fall before COVID. Um, and, you know, but so now we're just in the process of scheduling and finding a date that works for um, Tobias, Jessica, and Eddie. Um, so we're hopeful, we're confident we'll be shooting that uh, early to mid-2021. Right. It's, it's a great, great project, great script, based on a wildly insane true story uh, about basically the, uh, the most prolific serial killer in the history of the United States. Um, we've, we've been attached to it for a long time and, and developing it for a long time with an incredible writer, uh, Christy Wilson-Cairns, who uh, just won the Academy Award. And uh, she's, uh, it's a great script and a great project. So uh, hopefully we'll be, uh, hopefully we'll be calling you on that one soon, Charlie. I love that. Yeah. So what, what's up for, for our, our, our good friend, Mr. Aronofsky? Is, are you allowed to talk about projects that you're planning on, on actually shooting that Darren will direct going forward? Or he, he's work, we're, working, we're, we're working on something and he's working on something, but it's, uh, it's, it's close and it's personal and uh, well, Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll see. It's early days, and it's you know this. We'll see what happens. And then, what other right now during this period of time? I mean, we we live we live you know in this twisted isolation right now, and I mean you know uh, on August twenty eighth, there was a, a, a certainly an, an industry announcement that movie theaters that have opened. I haven't seen any open personally, but um, what we're what what's your feeling right now and what's the buzz that you're getting about about where our world is going what 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 is the scott franklin spin you know that there's look, there's really not much buzz because i don't think anybody really knows for sure look it's all speculation um but i think as shown by this early uh quarantine and the way um society gobbled up all of um the content, um, you know, the movie industry will, will never go away. Um, I'm hopeful and, and, and I, I do believe, I, I think now is actually a great time because um, I think a lot of great people and a lot of cre incredible creative people have been developing and thinking and, and working towards coming out of this with lots of projects ready to go. And this isn't going to last forever. I mean, the one thing we've shown in this country through a lot of, um, tragedies and a lot of controversy um, is great resiliency and and this won't last forever and I do think that um, it's been great sitting home watching some films that we would have liked to have seen in theaters and it's been great sitting home streaming um, some incredible um, TV shows and series and and, and films but is I think that when people do feel safe enough and confident enough um, a to get back to work and and be filming in 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 the way that we know how. Um, and I think that Peter, people are going to be excited to get back to the theater. Um, I mean, I don't know if it'll be six months or a year or a year and a half, but when the time comes, I think people will be tired of watching films that should be screened on the big screen 
um, in their in their living rooms, you know. Um, and there have been some some really good films that I've seen that was supposed to be released during this time that, you know, I wish I saw in the theater. 